Hello friends. So this week on the podcast, I wanted to talk about Margaret Mead. So if you've been following me on TikTok, you'll know that I've been almost daily discussing one of her quotes and sharing my thoughts about it. But obviously in TikTok, I can only talk for a few minutes. So I thought I would go through several quotes today and share some of my thoughts and then possibly depending on how far we get, we might be talking about Margaret Mead for two or three weeks. So we'll see how that goes. But a little bit of background. Margaret Mead, she was an American anthropologist and she was known for her works on cultural anthropology. So um, apparently it is believed that she was influenced by her grandmother to be interested in observing human activities from when she was really young. So my information from this is coming from a website called thefamouspeople.com. So it's a site that gives a little bit of information about a famous person as well as a listing of their quotes. So if any of my facts are incorrect, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know. She got her master's from the University of Columbia and she wrote a book called Coming of Age in Samoa, which was based on observations that she made of adolescent girls living in that country. She also did work in New Guinea, and she was honored with various awards, including the Kalinga Prize for the popularization of science by UNESCO. So that's a little bit, just a tiny snapshot of Margaret Mead, her works and her education and background. I, that words, I strongly recommend that you take some time to get to know her, maybe look up her life and read about her but let's get right into the quotes. So the first one we're gonna talk about is this one that says, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. And I completely agree with that one, um, that a small group of thoughtful and committed, committed citizens can change and impact the world. You look at early, when you look at you know, the life of Jesus Christ and his disciples, I mean, even to this day, we are talking about them and their, their, the impact they had on society, whether it's positive, whether you're for them or against them. That is something that we can't deny. You look at, I mean, from another, a negative perspective, Hitler and the Nazi party. Look at the work that they did. There was a small group of people, but they made an impact on the entire world. So I do not doubt the power that a small group of people can have. I also think about the American Revolution, the French Revolution, the Haitian Revolution, the Protestant Reformation. A lot of these major paradigm-shifting world events that were spearheaded by a relatively small and dedicated group of people. So again, I really do agree with that one. All right, next quote. I was wise enough never to grow up while fooling people into believing I had. And that one definitely resonates with me. I definitely retain a lot of my childhood interests, be they 
superheroes. My favorite superhero is still Spider-Man. And then Deadpool is a close second. My favorite villain probably have to be the Joker, followed quickly by the Riddler. Um, you know, I, I love to be silly and sing silly songs. There are definitely a lot of childish traits that I have retained. And I think that many of us have, I don't know, when we say growing up, I always wonder, what do we mean by that? Do we mean that we are able to convince other people that we are adults and contributing members of society? Or does it simply mean that we have come to realize that we are not the only people in the world, that we have people that we are responsible for? Because I would definitely argue that my parents are grown-ups, but it's not like they don't have the ability to behave childishly. So, I don't know, that one's kind of rattling my brain. You know, we say to grow up. Does it really mean to mature as an adult, or does it mean, does growing up actually mean that you are behaving in a way that the other adults in your culture expect you to? Have you learned what is required of you as an adult within your particular culture or society? Because when you look at a lot of tribes and tribal cultures, you are recognized as a man or a woman not because of your physical age, but because of going through initiation, of going through the rites that gives you the status of being an adult within our society. And so I wonder, when we say that we have grown up, is it simply that she's saying she was wise enough to never fully become what her society and culture's expectation of an adult was while tricking them, while pretending like she had? That's an interesting thought. I wonder, like, when you think of yourself as an adult, why are you, what makes you an adult? Is it simply your age? Is it that you have a job? Is it you have a family? What happens if you get laid off? What happens if your family leaves you or, God forbid, tragically dies? Do you cease to be an adult because you no longer have those trappings around you? I mean, I'm pretty sure her context here is more about the idea that an adult has to leave behind the things of childhood, the games, the imagination, the wonder of childhood. Because there are many adults who believe that it is in the letting go of those things they become adults. And I would argue that what makes us adults is that we hold on to our sense of wonder and magic of the world. We simply now get to play a part in it. I personally believe that is a difference. It is the children are the ones in the audience. They are watching the movie. They are watching the play. They are watching the wonder unfold around them. And becoming an adult is taking your place in that great theater in that great film and recognizing that you are a character in this story and that you have a role to play that is essential and playing that role and anyway it's it's a little woo woo and whatever but 
that's kind of what I think of it when I think of growing up as an adult. I don't let go of who I am. I instead dig deeper into who I am, and those roots go even farther. All right, let's on to the next one. Children must be taught how to think, not what to think. And I believe that this one's very important because it's one thing to have knowledge, right? It's one thing to have knowledge. And it's another thing entirely to have understanding. And there is a difference between knowledge. Sorry. There is a difference between knowledge and understanding. You can know that that thing in your backyard is called a tree. You can know its Latin name. You can know that it has roots. You can know that a plant cell has cell walls that help it be rigid and stand up straight. You can know that a tree can be turned into furniture or paper. You can know that a tree provides shelter for animals and even people. And you can know these things about the tree, but to understand, like you can know, for example, that a tree could be used to become paper, but do you understand the process? Could you do it yourself? Do you know that a tree branch could become a canoe paddle? You know that, but do you understand the process? Do you understand what it takes to actually make that happen? And so within that knowing to understanding journey, I believe is what ultimately ends up leading to wisdom. And so with our children, if we are simply teaching them things, if we're simply telling them things, they're only going to know. They're going to know that on this date, this person died, or on this date, this country was formed, or on this date, these people landed. But do they understand what the forming of that country means? Do they understand what the landing of those people means? Do they understand the immediate implications of that historical event, and more importantly, how the legacy of that historical event is still impacting our lives today. Look at the difference between the American Revolution, the French Revolution, and the Haitian Revolution. You can discuss them, but do you understand them? Do you understand what made them different? And more importantly, do you understand without judgment? You can understand something and without judgment, you are able to truly pull the lessons from it because you do not have anything to gain or lose through your discovery other than knowledge and wisdom. And so, and I believe when we think about the future, I mean, in 1965, I think, there was this TV show called Get Smart about a spy and one of his iconic pieces of gear was a phone embedded in a shoe right it's like oh how would you get a phone to be in the shoe that's so crazy well then 30 years later ibm produces the simon personal communicator the world's first smartphone could send emails and faxes receive a page make a call this huge chunky thing but it was cutting edge and that was like oh my goodness right the embodiment of that technology groundbreaking 30 years later from someone imagining a guy with a, sh a phone the size of a shoe, as small as a shoe that he could hold, to a company creating a device 
about the size of a shoe. And then 15 years later, the iPhone comes out. Smaller, more powerful, basically a computer in the palm of your hand. Think about that. 30 years later, reality. 15 years later, half that time, a huge leap forward. We are now, children are in school, getting ready for a world that no one can even imagine. I mean, I am navigating things with my students that I never went through at the exact same age as they were. And the time it took me to go from fourth grade to age 40, they are now in a world that I would not recognize if I was able to jump through time as a fourth grader. And so by teaching students how to think, by leading with what they call with inquiry, with asking questions and wonder, and searching for understanding and digging into the concepts behind the what. We are preparing our children to encounter a world they may not immediately recognize, but because they've been taught to be curious, to research, to desire to understand, to ask questions, they will be prepared to inquire, ask questions, and dig into the world around them, the things happening around them, and to create things that their world has never seen. All right, so those are just a few of my thoughts. I will, um, you will definitely gonna do a few more episodes around Margaret Mead. I've been really enjoying this chat with you guys, discussing her quotes and my thoughts around them. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok at Mr. Maxwell underscore 16. And I'm also on Instagram as Mr. Maxwell underscore 16. All right, friends, for now, it is time for your next adventure. I'll miss you.